Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Over the years, 
you become less agreeable. You know, less agreeable on one end, more agreeable on the other. And most times before you learn to become more agreeable, you pretty much become less agreeable. Yeah, because that's how you figure out you got to become more agreeable. You know how that goes. You know how that goes. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I'm sure as time went on, you know, in their marriage, when things started shifting and people weren't acting exactly the same, you know, not intentionally, just listen, this life, that they would definitely, you know, have to connect in different ways. It won't always be like that. You know, when you first get started, how you're just agreeing with everything, you know, <laughs> just because you want to make nice. Yeah. Well, they were like the best example for just describing how that process went. Yeah, I was enjoying that conversation. Well, what about the emotional stability in the relationship? Again, you're talking about getting married back in the 80s, you know, and not having any children, and, you know, your finances belong to you, and, you know, you didn't have to worry about anybody else but yourself. So your emotional stability may have been a little bit different. You know, and on the flip side of that, it may not have been that great, you know, because you were single and maybe you were tired of being by yourself and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And after a while, maybe that connection with that right person that God sent to you made you more stable. Yeah, that can happen. That can very much happen. So, you know, like I said, they were a delight to have on the broadcast. They were lighthearted. They were just different. They were just really, really different. And, you know, they made you laugh. And, you know, we get the best. Always say God sends us the very, very best when it comes to, you know, this relationship clinic and the couples that we have. We've got a fantastic couple, you know, coming to us in March as well. So listen, God is loading us up here. God is loading us up. Well, we could not properly finish a... uh you know, Monday morning without that switch tip, okay? Don't be afraid to help someone else be great. And that switch tip really fueled a lot inside of me for the week. You know, when you, you know, as a pastor, you know, as a pastor, that's your... That's something that becomes a part of you. You know, you want to see people, you know, go from bad to, to, to good. You want to see people, you know, pull on the greatness that God has, you know, um, given them and planted in them. And, you know, sometimes people are so beaten up and beat down in life that they don't get to see it. 
You know, they don't get to feel it. They don't get to live it. And it's not until, you know, they're introduced to you and, and God starts giving you for them that, you know, you are able to really, really impart, you know, what God has for them, you know, in, from you to them. And it, it's, it's an amazing feeling when you actually watch the, the greatness. But on the flip side of that, and I'm going to slide into Tuesday. Let's talk about it Tuesday. On the flip side of that, when God gives you something, that, 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 that message, when God gives you that understanding, when God gives you that view of a person's life, and the greatness that's hidden, the greatness that's suppressed, the greatness that's unknown. And when you're giving it to someone and now you're battling with them, now you're in the fight with them because now they're fighting you. You're not in the fight with them because it's you and them against the world you and them against the enemy. You and them against the the, 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 the the negative side of life. No, they're battling you because they don't want to shake what the world is showing them, what their flesh wants to do, what their spirit is saying. And now you're battling them for their greatness. Now you're already moving. You're, you already got what God has given you. And now I got to fight you for your greatness. Yeah, sometimes I just want to throw up my hands. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. We, we talked about that on Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. You know how you have to fight people for their greatness. And that there, I, I'm, I have a difficult time with. I, I got to be honest. I have to be honest, as a goal-oriented young lady, um, you know, in my life, as a uh, a person who always surrounded herself with people who were better than myself, you know, I, listen, I need to get what they what they got. I I I, I didn't fight people. I, I, I that that made no sense to me. <laughs> it didn't. It just didn't. So when you know. You come to church so that you can improve your life. You're answering the call of Christ. And then you fight. That is just the most, <laughs> that's the craziest thing to me. So, you know, Shantice's tip, uh, you know, don't be afraid to help somebody, you know, become great. You know, that fueled me for the rest of the week because... You you really have to get yourself there when that wasn't always you. And when now God is using you and now you've got this resistance coming from the up. And, and, and then, no, no, let me add this. Let me add this. And I didn't get a chance to add this last week with my pastor. But when they're not doing so great. Oh, Lord have mercy. 
when you see that they can do better and they're not doing so great. If you were sitting on top of the world and you were up to par and, yo, then take me to the curb. But when you got some ways to go and you're going to fight somebody off, man, that's crazy to me. That's just crazy to me. So listen, don't, 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 don't let somebody else, you know, stop you from helping them. You know, no. Okay. Well, 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 well. Wow, Wednesday slid on in, and we had our girlfriend, uh, Vivian, with a socially conscious segment, and we talked about the teachers who have been fired for not getting the vaccine. Now they have a lawsuit, yes. You know, they want their money back. They want their retirement uh, they want their the, the pension stuff back. They want everything that you know. You uh, you you got taken away from you. Yeah, they were really upset, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Go get what's yours. Go get what's yours. Go after it. You know, it, it's 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 bogus. I'm sorry. At the end of the day. You know, the whole campaign was, let's stop the spread and the vaccinations. We did never, we never saw what that could have done. You know, all of this, stop the spread. And now, and you took those people's, you know, future away from them. Well, now, go get what's yours. They say, listen, the sanitation workers got it. We want ours, too. And I say, yeah, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. Thursday, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and we had a rebroadcast of The Enemy Tried to Steal My Husband with the Use of Drugs. Our girl, Renita Hoof, uh, we had from, what, May 16th of 2018, what a blessing, what a powerful testimony, what a powerful conversation. And, you know, I'm I'm really, really blessed to just have been able to be a part of that conversation. You know, got rave reviews um, from the rebroadcast. And, you know, I give thanks to God. I give thanks to God. It helped me greatly um, today. You know, four and a half years later, almost five years later, and, you know, it helped others. Go back and listen. Go back and listen. Because it it didn't just touch on, you know, your husband using drugs. You know, that's what her testimony was. But there were so many, so many gems in that conversation. And, you know, God just you know, indicated that we needed to play that. And I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did because it, it blessed blessed many. Well, Friday, Freestyle Friday rolled around, and we had our men in the house, and we talked about the gentleman in St. Louis who went to jail for almost 30 years. And can you believe that in St. Louis, 
there is no restitution for when you imprison an individual and then you find out later that they were falsely imprisoned? Oh, my gosh. Wow, that is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, so that was our conversation for Friday, among some other things. So, again, I say go back and listen. Go back and listen to the entire week. We had a fantastic week last last week, and uh, you will not be disappointed. Last night, oh, last night, we had the Word Prayer Project. The room was open, and so was the prayer topic. Open prayer, whatever was on your mind, whatever was on your heart, whoever was on your mind, whoever was on your heart. And, man, did God show up. The prayer requests were phenomenal. And, you know, we were really blessed last night. Again, go back and listen. You can always listen to a prayer. Yeah. And we do. We have people that go back and actually listen. Well, come on, join the club. Go back and listen and make sure you're in the room with us the next time God spares. All right? All right. Well, this morning, we are shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. And uh, it is the 20th of February. We have almost completed this month. Where is the time going? Oh, my goodness gracious. Where's the time going? Where's the time going? Well, we are going to get the party started. And I'm going to uh, encourage you to go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that It's Due Time with Pastor Steph is on. And uh, make sure you go nowhere because we'll be right back. Dating abuse does not discriminate. It does not pass me by because I'm 16 and not 30. It does not see if I'm male or female, black or white, straight or gay. It only cares if I'm silent. But I know that I can help stop abuse because my voice is powerful. If I'm a model of respect, I will lead by example because I know I can make a difference. I will let my heart rule. Chill, 
day. It's supposed to be a beautiful day here in New York, almost 60 degrees. So, hmm, go outside and get some fresh air. You know? All right? All right. Well, thank you for joining me this morning and giving God thanks that we are here together. And, uh, you know how we do. First thing Monday morning, we get our little health tip. So, what are we talking about this morning? Well, you know, some of us are still suffering from colds and flus and, you know, all of that kind of good stuff. Well, there are some suggestions to help you shake off the cold or the flu. All righty. Well, go ahead. Reach out for Grandma's Chicken Soup. Yes, I'm looking at a bowl of soup that looks quite scrumptious. It's got carrots and celery, noodles, some bits of chicken, that chicken broth. Yes, they say chicken noodle soup is a good source of sodium and potassium. And it's loaded with immune-building nutrients. So get those carrots, the celery, the onions. Those provide vitamins A and C. And the chicken packs a ton of protein and zinc. They say not to mention that the warm liquids are soothing to your throat and it can help relieve sinus congestion. All right? Go ahead. Get Grandma's recipe. Just some nice, clear chicken soup. Okay? Number two, what about that citrus? Yes, the citrus fruit, that vitamin C, they say get that vitamin C because those antioxidants can help boost your immunity. They say get your dose from supplements or vitamin-packed citrus fruits, red bell peppers, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, butternut squash, papaya, sweet potatoes, and tomatoes. Wow. Wow. That sounds like some good stuff. That sounds like some good stuff there. All right. Okay, so, you know, Teddy's always cooking, and one of the things she loves to put in her food, she loves to put in her food those onions. Yeah, she always puts those onions. Well, they say onions, garlic, and leeks, they are excellent for getting rid of the cold and flu. They say that the uh, those garnishings are full of um, things to fight off that nagging cold. They say garlic contains allicin, which is associated with antibacterial antifungal, antiviral, antiparasitic, and antioxidant properties. And it is also a good source of vitamin C. All righty. Wow. Four, you want to get rid of that cold or flu? Go for the ginger tea. Oh my goodness. Now you know I've been I've been using ginger quite often over the past 
a few months. And I got to tell you, there's some things that I noticed, you know, that I'm not going through anymore. All right? Well, they say that that ginger is the best thing for colds. Yes. All right? And uh, it helps fight off a lot of cold viruses. Mm-hmm. And ginger helps to suppress coughing. They say it also contains anti-inflammatory ginger rolls that can fight infection. So they said adding a couple of teaspoons of shredded ginger root to your green tea could do the trick. And I got to tell you that that's a part of my regimen. Green tea and ginger. Yeah. All righty. All righty. Five. Honey. Yeah. They say honey is a cure-all from, for everything from bones to cuts to scrapes. As it has a natural antiseptic property. And it works like hydrogen peroxide. Wow. Except honey's going to take your sugar level up, unfortunately. Yeah. So hydrogen peroxide won't do that. (laughs) Well, they say because it coats your throat, it's the best food for cold or a sore throat. And it has natural antioxidants, antimicrobial properties. And it helps to fight infections, viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Wow. They say that honey also may even improve your sleep quality. All right. All righty. Wow. Brazil nuts. Wow. They say a single ounce of Brazil nuts, uh, nuts, I'm sorry, contains well above your recommended daily value for selenium. A mineral that helps boost your immunity. Yeah, so they say, and it helps to fight the flu virus. All right? Wow. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. They say mushrooms um, have been a big staple in Chinese healing for their medicinal properties. And they say that the antiviral properties such as vitamin D, um, are in the mushrooms, which help fight off infections. So they also boost immunity. All right. Well, interestingly enough, guess what else is on this list? Carbohydrates. Wow. Yep. They say taking in the carbs will definitely help to counter immune dysfunction and immune inflammatory responses. And uh, mm, carbs will help your body stay strong and fight off cold symptoms. They say lower fiber and low-fat options like pretzels, saltine crackers, and white toast are all easy to digest if you're not able to keep down food. Okay? All right. We're talking about...
about those foods to fight off your cold and flu. And fatty fish is also on this list. Okay? Vitamin D that comes from the fatty fish, again, helps your immune system. They say salmon can help maintain optimal blood levels. When your body isn't converting much of the vitamin from sunlight, okay? So they say stocking up on vitamin D may help fight certain cancers, strengthen bones, and aid in weight loss too. It's a little bonus. Lamb! Wow, lamb, they say, will help fight off your cold and flu. They say due to high zinc content, Lamb is a strong contender for one of the best foods for your cold. They say consuming zinc at the onset of a cold shortened it by one day. So make sure you get that lamb in. And they say other great zinc-packed options include pumpkin seeds and chickpeas. Wow. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Wow. What else are we talking about here? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Those are tomatoes in that chicken soup. Yeah. Just cut up some tomatoes. Throw it in that chicken soup. It'll help add a little, you know, something, something. They say, oh, look at what, what look, the first thing they say. Tomato soup is an awesome chicken noodle soup alternative. <laughs> okay, um, I say throw it on in the tomato, uh, throw it on in the chicken soup. They say that tomatoes are rich in antioxidants, and they say that it definitely helps to fight off infection. Okay, leafy greens. They say salads are especially great when you're experiencing cold symptoms as they are great for vitamin E, a potent antioxidant. All righty. So make sure you go and grab those leafy greens. Get that salad in you. Okay. Wow, popsicles. Wow. They say stay hydrated, and popsicles are the best way to stay hydrated and drinking plenty of water, and popsicles have a lot of water in them. Yeah, you know, when you get that cream and all that stuff, everything is water-based. Everything is water-based. They say it can also soothe your throat if you have a high fever. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. What else? I got a couple of seconds. Let's see what else. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. They say dark chocolate contains that bitter alkaloid that's uh, proven to reduce inflammation that's caused by colds. All righty. All righty. Wow, let's see what else they got here. Green tea, oh, my favorite. Green tea. 
They say get those antioxidants from the green tea, which will help to improve your immune system and suppress the viral growth. All right? And last but not least, beets. I love beets. People really hate beets. I love beets. And they say that (laughs) get those beets in, another source of antioxidants, and um, get that infection out of the way. All righty? All righty. Hmm. That's some good stuff. So those are the things that you can have, you know, if you're experiencing the flu or a cold, you know, to help keep that miserable feeling down. Nothing is worse than, you know, when you get a flu and it is knocking you out. So, you know, put some of that stuff in your system. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. All right, what we got? What we got? We got some quick news, I like to call it now. Oh, (laughs) out in Fort Worth, Texas, there's a fertility clinic that Camille and Derek Bryan used. And, you know, they were preparing for their in vitro fertilization. And Camille's eggs were harvested at the clinic. And Derek's sperm had been collected at this same clinic, and in March of 2016, Camille had a successful embryo placement, and nine months later, she gave birth, and then in 2018, they repeated the process with, you know, the sperm and the the, the harvested eggs, and again, a home run, successful um, birth of a second child. In 2022, um, somehow the couple received a DNA result and uh, come to find out that Brian was not the biological father of either one of the kids. Oh, my goodness. Wow, y'all. Wow, y'all. Not just one child. Not just one kid, y'all, two. Neither one of the children are their children. Biological. Well, Brian, Brian, Brian. Neither one of them. But they didn't took somebody else's sperm, impregnated Camille, and she walking around with, with two baby daddies, possibly. Isn't that something? Isn't that something to go and, you know, go through this entire process? Now, we don't know what happened. We don't know why. They don't say why um, this in vitro was necessary for this couple. Um, But they did go through the process. Both of them had, you know, again, the, the eggs were harvested there. The sperm was collected there at this same clinic. What in the world were they doing that they jacked up both children? So it's safe to say that from the beginning, the stuff was mixed up. Because what's the likelihood of making the same mistake twice? So you're supposed to go and draw FF, 
you know, for Derek's sperm, but you end up going in, you know, AB for Derek's sperm, and you end up impregnating his wife, you know, with somebody else's sperm. No. What ended up happening from probably from the beginning, it was just mixed up from the beginning. So now they're suing. They say up to six defendants accusing them of recklessly, negligently, or intentionally mishandling the sperm. And uh, now will she know? You know, do you know what they would have to go through to find out who her baby daddy is? That means that they'd have to go through every single um, sperm donor that participated in any sperm collection from a certain time to a certain time to find out who her children's father is. Ooh, baby. Baby, baby, baby. I wouldn't want to be on the other side of that. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I surely wouldn't want to be on the side of that. You know, just listen. Thank God for the old-fashioned way. Well, you know what? Some women can't figure that out, so... There that goes. (laughs) All righty. Well, we got this North Carolina couple. They're charged with child abuse after they messed around. They were drug addicts. And somehow or another, the sheriff's department was called out to the... Oh, okay. I see how... They were called out to the home um, of this little boy back in January, and they had to rush him to the hospital, the paramedics, for cardiac arrest. And come to find out that there was narcotics. There were narcotics in his system. So they arrested the mother, 23, and charged her. And then, come to find out, they went to, at the same house, there was a 24-year-old man who was there. And after the sheriffs tracked him down, because he was trying to run, they ended up arresting him also for the baby's um, uh, narcotic you know, in his system because they said he looked like he was under the influence. So the two of them uh, have been arrested and they've been charged with, oh my goodness gracious, man, are they ever coming out of jail? So listen, he's been charged with resisting a public officer, felony assault by strangulation, felony possession with intent to manufacture, or deliver a Schedule II controlled substance, felony maintaining a dwelling place for controlled substance, possession of drug paraphernalia, felony negligent child abuse, severe bodily injury, child abuse, and felony attempt to escape from county confinement. That's eight charges right there. Eight charges out there. They charged the mother with felony negligent child abuse severe bodily injury, and child abuse. 
and they are um, under bonds for a hundred and thirty thousand and seventy five thousand and they don't even know if that if the two of them are the parents of the child. So you got this twenty three year old and this twenty four year old who are now in jail with these levels of bonds and you don't even know if they're the parents of the child. Oh my gosh. I tell you, you can't make these stories up. You cannot make these stories up. What else are we talking about today? Hmm. Well, this was a real twisted story. I, I, I had to read this a couple of times, and I don't think I still had this together. But it was a hot topic because it was sent to me. And I had I found it on my own, and I was like, well, you know what? It was sent. I found it on my own, so I'm going to see if I can kind of put this together. And let's see what's going on. So they say three teenage girls, including one who was pregnant, they were fatally shot by a man who also sexually assaulted a 12-year-old girl who later escaped and, you know, got away. Now, they say, of course, because of the children's age, there are no names, so we don't know who we're talking about here. But they say that this happened at the home of the gunman's girlfriend out in Houston. Now, the girls who were killed were 19 14 and 13. Now, this man is 38 years old. He attacked afterwards, after killing the girls, he attacked a 12-year-old and then told her to run out of the house. And they said she ended up grabbing a 1-year-old baby and then she fled. And she ran out the house without any clothes and she ended up going over to a neighbor's house. So, they say when she ran out, um, thank God she was able to grab the one-year-old little girl. And both of them were hospitalized um, and treated for injuries. But thank God they were not life-threatening injuries. Now, like I said, this is a twisted story. So, let's, let's try to work this one out together. So, the man's girlfriend was the mother of the 12-year-old and the 19-year-old. So remember now, the 12-year-old is the one that escaped, and the 19-year-old is the one who was murdered, one of the three that was murdered. The older victim was the mother of the baby and was pregnant. So she was the pregnant one, and she was the one whose one-year-old, the 12-year-old, escaped with. Okay? Now, this, the, the, the girlfriend of the guy was not home when all of this took place. Now, they're trying to determine the relationship of the other two girls who were shot. Um, they are believing that they're family members. Uh, so they say they have no motive of what's going on. And... You know, so here you have this woman 
who's the girlfriend who leaves the girls in the house with the man. He ends up shooting three of them. He attacks one of them and lets her go. And now they're still trying to piece together this whole entire scenario. Now, you leave this man home. You're going to tell me you never saw any indication that he was any danger. He and it, Okay, so now we know there's five people in the house. There's three, kid, three of the girls he murdered, one he attacked, and there was the baby. That's five people, at least five people in the house. So all this time you didn't been in this house with this man, you never could sense that, that he was looking at somebody a little funny. He was acting a little weird. Nobody complained. And you left home, and now you come back, and there's a major tragedy that has taken place in the house. Major, major tragedy. Three of the girls are dead, and one was pregnant. He didn't shot those three. Thank God the 12-year-old and the 1-year-old were not murdered as well. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Now, there's an update. Update. I know y'all have to remember this because there's no way in the world y'all could have forgot this story. Remember there was a story a while ago that we covered and it was about an interracial marriage and this guy was sentenced to death and remember he was the one who went to jail and dug his eyes out and ate one of the eyes remember that yeah I know you remember that well he's about to be like his his time is coming up. His his time is coming up. The death row is almost at its end. April fifth, he's scheduled to be executed. Now here's the reason why this is coming back up in the news because now they have this huge debate on whether he should be executed or not or he should serve the rest of his life in jail. And here's the crazy part while we're talking about this today. Because they're saying that they have gone to the governor in Texas to see if they if he can um change the execution to being put in jail for the rest of his life without parole because they feel his competency is not there. Now, they are actually making a distinction between being mentally ill and being intellectually disabled. So they say the Supreme Court has prohibited the death penalty 
for the intellectually disabled, but not for people with serious mental illness. What's the difference? (laughs) They're all twisted in the mind. How do you make a distinction between intellectually disabled and mentally ill? Because at the end of the day, if you have any level of, you know, serious mental illness, you are, you're not really competent enough to be executed. So that's the whole thing that's going on. They're saying you must be, they must render you competent to be executed. So in other words, what they're saying is you need to understand why you're being executed. And if you can't understand why you're being executed, then they won't execute you. Well, if you're intellectually disabled or if there's some serious mental illness, you're not really understanding why you're executed. Because I'm going to tell you something. Anybody who gouges their own eyes out, Anybody who eats their own eyeball, I'm sorry, you don't have to sell me on the fact that you are mentally ill. <laughs> I'm sorry. You ain't got to twist my arm. You ain't, got, you ain't got to tell me nothing more than you did just that. Because even when, you know, even let's say for argument's sake, you figure you're going to do this thing to, um, to uh, how do you say it? You're going to do this to try to play like you are mentally ill. You got to be mentally ill to even go through with it. Because ain't nobody saying going to gouge out their own eyes and then eat one. Oh, my stomach turns when I even hear about this. So that's the big debate. Will he be executed in April because he's, not intellectually disabled, but he's seriously mentally ill. So they say he's still having hallucinations, and he's been like this for quite some time, and that's why they say he's still having hallucinations. And they have quite a few, uh, what do you call it, Clergy, they say more than 100 faith leaders asking to stop the execution because putting him to death would serve no legitimate purpose. Oh, my, 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 my. Where is my due time crew? Where is my due time crew? Let me talk to my due time crew. Our girl, Tamika, is always the first one. Who dials in? So let's say good morning to her first. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. I am well, thank you. I want to talk about two things this morning. How you doing over there? I am doing just fine. Sitting here looking at this beautiful weather, just loving yeah. it. Yeah, we're going to have some good weather today, good weather today. Now, Tamika, you've got this Fort Worth Fertility Clinic that Camille and Derek 
have used. And now after harvesting her eggs, after collecting his sperm, and having two successful in vitros um, and two successful births, a few years later, they find out that Derek is not the father of not one, but two. Neither one of the sons are biologic or the children are biologically his. Is this a mess or what? Oh, my gosh. That's just bubbling over, you know. And <laughs> what is it, you know, <clears throat> Could it be, you know, one of those things where it's, you know, Williams, you know, John Williams, you know how many John Williams you can find? You know, the, the, the sad yeah. part about it is it's one thing when you do it one time. You did it again. And yep. That's got to be, you know, really, really extremely, you know, emotional for the father because every, all of the steps were done. You know, I, I'm assuming by by the recipients, um, and then you know you carried this child for the length of time, and then you carried another child for the length of time. You know, um, for whatever reason, you know you felt that you had to do it that way, um, and this is the end result. You know, it just I, the more I, you try to do the right thing, sometimes it's just like, oh, gosh, Lord, help me, Jesus. You know, just the the thing that I was thinking about, you know, and, and again, no slight on them, you know, not, not saying that what they did was wrong because you don't know what their situation was. But I guarantee right. you, if you sleep with somebody physically, you know that that's the father, you know, and, and that's the sad part about that. You know, there's no doubting that, you know, if, if I'm physically sleeping with you, you know, that I know, you know, and unfortunately that's at this point with what we just found out, that's the only way that you can be 100% sure. Gee whiz. Yeah. And you better keep that under wraps. You don't, don't, don't go sleeping with John on Monday and sleeping with James on Tuesday. Cause then you might be all <laughs> twisted Bad like idea. these. <laughs> now you got to keep that contained, you know, to make that accurate. You only have to sleep with James, only John, but you can't do both, because then you'd be sitting up on Maury talking about he ain't the father. So you know, it, it, this this is this is one sad situation. I cannot even imagine the devastation um, behind um, finding that out, and. You know, you, you, you're going to have to come up with some answers. And you know what, Tamika, I say it was just messed up from the beginning. They must have gotten those things messed up from the very beginning, and that's why the children were not biologically his. That ain't the same mistake made twice. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. I, I just can't see, you know, that's something that's so vital and so, you know, it, the sad part about that is things like that happen all the time in the medical field, you know, you you know, that's why they came up with this, you know, checking the name and the date of birth. But, you know, who's working there? You know, who's like when you put things in a file system, let's let's just say filing, you know, paperwork. You know, sometimes people put things in different places, you know, and unfortunately, I guess the same thing is happening with firm now. Yeah, yep. mm. that's what I'm saying. This had to be done from the beginning. The mess up was from the beginning. 
because you're not going to make a mistake and go to the wrong file twice. So the first time you're going to go to the to, to, to letter F when you should have been in number one, and then the next time you're going to go to, you know, number two instead of being in letter G. No, evidently when it was filed, it was filed incorrectly. Somebody sneezed and mixed up something, and now, you know, you, you have, and I'm sure this is devastating, but they don't have to do the checks and balances on this one. They don't have to do the checks and balances so they can find out exactly, because God forbid there's some health issue later down the line. You will have to be able to target immediately, you know, who these these this biological father, really, or these biological father, you know, you're going to have to get down to who it is. Oh, my goodness. All right, so you were a part of the conversation last year or year before because time is going by so quickly. We talked about this gentleman who's in jail who murdered his um, wife and family, and, um, you know, he's been in jail, and while he's been in jail, he's been doing some stuff to himself. He poked his eyes out um, and, you know, made one of those, some edible arrangement. And now they're trying to figure out, is he competent enough to, you know, go through this execution? Now, they're making a distinction between intellectually disabled and being seriously mentally ill. They've made a concession for the intellectually disabled, and they have rendered that they are not, um, they cannot go through this execution but the seriously mentally ill can. Is there a difference to you? Uh, <laughs> I can't tell the difference. You know, if, if there's one issue, you know, that affects, I mean, how do you tell that? You know, you got some really um, smart people that can can fake us something, you know, and how do you know? for sure, for sure, that they're actually, you know, because I would make myself appear as though I'm not whichever one of the ones that <laughs> keep me from being executed, you know, on purpose. You know, I'm sure you can do some research and find out what, you know, what it is. But, I mean, is there a testing? You know, do you measure the brain? I, that's a real difficult one. As far as I'm concerned, one is, you know, 50 on one side, a dozen, half a dozen on the other side can't really tell what the difference is absolutely absolutely what a mess this is oh my goodness do you think either side do you think he should go through with that he should be executed well I've never been one for execution you know um, I've always been one who you know I guess would you, you would stay incarcerated um and and that's pretty much my stance on that all righty thank you very much for joining us today who is next on uh brother al let's say good morning to brother al good morning brother al the top top of the morning Top top of the morning. Good morning, oh, yeah. good morning, good morning, brother Al. Let's talk about this, 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 this. You are not the father, Polo Derek. <laughs> you did the right thing, and now neither one of these sons are biologically. 
where do you go from here as a Man, father? You know, that's 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 that has to be very hurtful because you say, okay, we're doing it this way, and and you know, your wife then put her 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 eggs and stuff there, and they're supposed to do this, and you're all happy, and and then they're not your children. You know what I'm saying? Because because of their negligence there at the at the center. You know, that, that that has, number one, that has to just be hurtful. Like, wow, we went through all this preparation, and the child still ain't mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and But you're not going to sit back and say, okay, you know what? Let's give them back. <laughs> you know? If not, it's something you got to deal with basically for the rest of your life. You know? So I'm I'm looking to try to, I'm suing. I, oh, I'm just doing all types of stuff to them. Because, you know, you know tell them how many other people they didn't get that to. Well, you know somebody else got somebody else's baby wrong because he's got somebody else's baby. So somebody got right. his baby. So you know exactly. somebody else yeah. is going through yeah. the same thing. Right. You know, that's the bad yeah, part about it. this. This ain't the only family that's experiencing this issue. That's the crazy part. But they are so. So what I'm saying is, did they mix up? Did Did you give? Did you give? My sperm to this person's wife and his wife, you know, so what we do, we switch kids. <laughs> you yeah, go over there, hey, excuse me, nah, nah, that's my right here, here. You take him and give me him, you know. Yep. That's that's exactly what happened. It had to be some switcheroo um, through someone's negligence. And they, they have six people that they are going after in this clinic that they're saying are neg- negligent or just stupid. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, that's crazy. Definitely yeah, going yeah. They're definitely going after them. Uh, Mr. Execution. Uh, this, this is this is this is something else. You've got this this man. We've talked about him before. Um, you know, is there a difference for you? Is there a difference between the intellectually disabled? Now, this is our uneducated mind. Intellectually disabled or seriously mentally ill. Should either one of them be executed? Um, <clears throat> well, my thing is, I always kind of disagree with the execution because I feel that the execution is the easy way out. You know, so you need to suffer and for what you've done to people, family members, or what you've done to somebody. So that's number one. Number two, the, it, you know, the, 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 the jail system always find a way to do something dumb. You know, just like you coming to me, uh, Brother Al, you know, you killed that person and um, we come to check you to see, do you understand why you're being executed? You think I'm going to say yes? I'm going to sit there and be like, absolutely not. I don't understand. Okay, I, okay, I, I killed somebody. But everybody do it. So, I mean, I don't understand why you're executed. You know, that's going to be my conversation. I'm not going to sit there and be like, yes, I understand. You know, come on, get out of here with that. So, you know, it's, 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 it's no difference to me. That, that just, that just, like I said, for some reason, they, you know, with the, even with the jail system, it's falling into the craziness. You now you got to see if he is disabled in the mind, is disabled. He's crazy, he's crazy. It don't give me none of that craziness. Not the same thing like they're doing now. With with the person, if a if a man get caught doing something, he going to jail, and he says, "Oh, I identify as a woman," they put him in the women's prison. Like, stop the nonsense already. Cut it out. 
Yeah, this is some real twisted and convoluted stuff, Brother Al. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, yeah. Let's talk to uh, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, good morning. How is everyone? How you doing, my love? I am well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. How are you feeling? I am doing okay. <laughs> it's been a little rough weekend, but I'm doing okay. Thank All you. All right. God, for being on the other side of the weekend. Okay. Yes, how are we, you know, how are we feeling? You know, you got two children. You've taken the proper steps. You know, you didn't even catch this error, Pastor Charlotte, of the clinic with the first baby. You ended up going through the second in vitro fertilization, and now you find out after both children have been um, born that your husband is not the father biologically to these two children because of some negligence, um, you know, with with uh, with the staff. You know, what, what are you what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I know that the worker, my first thought when you was talking about it was the worker was working for somebody else. So <laughs> when they were switching, <laughs> when they oh, were switching it around, because it's more than one person. You know, like Brother Al said, it ain't going to be just one person. It's going to be a few people. So that means this place that everybody is going to, you know how stuff starts coming out. And a lot of times you don't know that it's not the baby father until something drastic happens, like they need some blood, you know, or something happens. That's normally when sometimes you find that you are not the father, right? These mothers are carrying these babies. So now he's upset. So now he's going to be looking at you, asking you questions. And you know that you ain't had nothing to do with it. Even though he know he went there, but it's going to be like, now you got to explain. So my thought was the worker was working for somebody else to make all of these other babies. Now, is all these babies that somebody else's, are they going to come up with the same name, like Lady Tamika said? So that well, that's what story. I thought about. I thought about the same mm-hmm. thing. What about you know? How sometimes they find out that the that the doctor. Remember when they had this the issue mm-hmm. of the doctor, the, the fertility doctor. Um, you know, he's working with the with with the family, and then all of a sudden you find out that all these women had babies, and he was the sperm donor. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, this this exactly. is serious craziness going on. Serious craziness going on. All right. Well, what about the execution in, in that's coming up in April? Um, now, now, here's the thing. They also have this other glitch because they're saying that the jurors, the jurors have said that they oppose interracial marriage. And they were allowed to serve on the jury. Now, the glitch is this was an interracial marriage. 
So he was a black man who killed a white woman. So you already got a jury that's messed up because who allows jurors to stay and serve on a jury uh, who opposed interracial marriage on an interracial marital death? So already you got some issues going on with this case, and now they're trying to figure out whether you're intellectually um, disabled or whether you're mentally ill because that's going to make the difference as to whether you should be executed or not. Should the execution take place, Pastor Charlotte, whether he is intellectually disabled or mentally ill, seriously mentally ill? Okay. So that's three parts for me. First of all, both of them to me are the same. I don't believe in of uh, I never even watching it on TV. I never could watch that piece when they wanted just to take them out like that because we we don't have that right. So for him to suffer, um, inside sit somewhere and rot, or he gonna eat his stuff if he ate his eye. The next time he might eat his ear. So you ain't gonna have to worry about killing him because he gonna end up eating himself and kill his own self. That was a thought. <laughs> Next, <laughs> as far as the jurors, I thought that they couldn't do that. You, you, so you already set him up anyway ah. because he's black and he's with a white woman. So, because most of the time, if the person on the opposite side, when they're asking you questions and they say no, because they're going to already state, you already done slammed the gate on him and that's it. So, no, they need to get locked up, too, just for being crazy and letting it go through. But, no, you, they don't have to kill him because he's going to kill himself. Because by now, as long as he be in there, he's going to eat an ear, he'll eat a toe. He'll be going to eat himself away. So he'll be okay. <laughs> All righty. All righty. Thank you so much for joining us, Pastor Charlene. Let's say good morning <laughs> to our Pastor K.L., Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? I am well, thank you. I'm well, Pastor KL. How are you? I am doing quite well, thank you. That's good, that's good. What are we talking about here? As a man, you know, it's it's you know, we don't know what the situation was. We don't know who really had the problem, whether it was the man or the woman whether it was you or her, but we do know that you had to do the in vitro. So you do this in vitro, you already suffer the fact that, you know, you can't make no kids naturally. So you go through the process. Somebody's paying this exorbitant bill to have this done because this ain't free. And you have not one but two children, so you're celebrating. And then you find out through a DNA test, that neither one of these are your sons. Where do you go from here? Well, I'm just trying to find out who's going to help me pay um, the child support because they're not my kids, and I, I'm going to give you visitation rights on the weekend. You know, <laughs> we got we quite a bit of issues, and then, and then I'm you know I'm, I'm suing. I'm, I'm definitely I, I'm, I'm suing the world. So so the children will be taken care of because we all have lots of money. Because we, we went in 
you know, with 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 the one thing in mind, and then we came out with two things that's not mine. How about that? Wow! 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 He said child support. All right. All right, Pastor KL. All right, somebody we got owe me this. Now. What'd you say? I said somebody owe me because if I spend all this uh, 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 enormous money trying to do it the right way, and yet it came out the wrong way, somebody owe me. Yeah, big time, big time. They're gonna they're gonna have to pay for this, and they're not just paying. Think about it. They're not just gonna pay for this couple because now everybody's got to be tested. What? Everybody's got to be. Right. They're going out of business. They they won't be in business much longer, because by the time mm-hmm. you know two other children already have the wrong father, you know at least though right. at least your children have the wrong daddy. So now you you gonna have to do a whole lot of double checking, and God only knows who else was filed the way wrong, and now they don't have the right children in their possession. So let me ask and like you, you know like, like Pastor, hold on like Pastor Charlton said you know it can start a whole war in the house because yeah. if, if if Jimmy and Sarah together and then Jimmy and Sarah had a black child what happened here? <laughs> Surely something got to be wrong. <laughs> Surely wait, something got to be wrong. But you but you can't blame Sarah because y'all went to the in vitro. Listen. In order for you to have had this process, this procedure, you already know that regular intercourse is not getting the job done. So you both yeah, go. It, it, it could have been it could have been my problem and not Sarah's problem. So so if it was my problem, Sarah could have been with a man Nino. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh my. Okay. So so she's tipping out on 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 the man. I'm just saying it can cause a man to think that way. He's already feeling inferior because he can't produce. And now we come up, you know what I'm saying, with little Bubba. We know I can't produce a little Bubba. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Make it make sense. Let me ask you this, and I want to go back to ask y'all another question about this situation here. All right, so go. Let's let's shift for a second to this this execution situation. Is first of all, is there a difference for you in our untrained mind between intellectually disabled and our seriously mentally ill individuals? where they should now try to make a distinction between who actually gets executed and who doesn't get executed. Should either one of them be executed? Um, I, I don't I don't think there's a difference. I mean I don't I don't think there's a difference. Now I, I, I would say for me and, and y'all don't think I'm crazy, but you already stacked the deck up against me when you put these folks on there that don't even agree with, 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 with this kind of marriage. So you've already stacked the deck up against me. I'm already in here. Now you're telling me i got to stay here for the rest of my life. So that means there, 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 there's no way, because you stacked the deck up against me, would I get another uh, another time to go to court and, and fight by fight. So I'm going to die here for the rest of my life. If it was me, just go ahead and kill me. 
I'm already going to be here. <laughs> I can't see nothing coming because I, I done ate my eye. You know what I mean? So I can't see nothing coming. So so go ahead and kill me. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay, Pastor KL. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And then let me, okay, so see, now this is taking a whole, uh, this is taking a whole new leg. You now have the, the, the retrial. Let's say for argument's sake, they have this retrial because they realized that, you know, what the odds were stacked against him. This jury was all wrong. They have said that they do not agree with interracial marriage. So, of course, when they say that they, when they, they're going to find him guilty with, that he even murdered the, the, the white wife because they didn't want this in the first place, and they say, okay, you know what, he's going to have another jury. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, another jury, another trial. Where do you go from here? How do you now try a man who has gone as far as eaten his own eye to get out of possibly going to going to the execution to begin with, Tamika? How where, where do you even go from here on a, with a new trial? Well, first of all, when you see him sitting there, <laughs> just automatically, the first thing that says, even if nobody says anything, you know, he's sitting there with no eyes. Like, what in the, in the what, what happened to you that you ended up in that predicament? You know, and you can't tell me that in court, that's, that, that's not going to come up, you know. And the, the sad part about it is the whole thing is present prejudicial but um that's gonna come up you know the fact that he ate his own eye not just one but both of them um so the whole thing is twisted and i don't even know how to redeem that at all (laughs) well he plucked out both his eyes he only ate one eye so when this is, it's already, pre- that's why I'm bringing this question up, because it's already prejudicial in the new trial, because now you've got this man sitting here. Now you have to decide whether he's even fit for trial, because he, he didn't, he's sitting here like this. Pastor Charlotte, he's now able to get a brand new trial because the jury was prejudiced already so now where do you go from here with a new trial i was thinking though what lawyer is going to do that because if you don't do right he might eat you too that's my thought (laughs) (laughs) you know because everybody's up for grabs i wouldn't want to be a juror we're going to have gates you know the judge should be careful too because that's cannibal he's just going to eat up everybody you but ate your eye. Why wouldn't no. I think that you wouldn't eat mine? Oh, he can't I, see. No. He can't see, Pastor Charlotte. He can't see. He ate the things that enables him to even move around. He now has to have a guide. He now has to have a CNI dog. He ain't going nowhere. Somebody can't take him. He poses no threat to anybody. How do you go on from here how do you even have a new trial if that comes up no i wouldn't give him a new trial let him just stay right there 
and he know how to feel with his hands. So he know that that's an eye. Dog better be careful, too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Brother Al, where did we go from here? Pastor Scholar said, don't even give him a new trial. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> even, even if he have a new trial, that don't that don't dismiss what you did. The only gonna do is bring all the evidence up again, which you are guilty. And yeah, you don't have it all. You know, you done ate one of your eyes and plucked out the other one. That had to be you ever got hit in the eye? That's painful. And then for you to take it out. You know, you take it out and then eat it and then pluck out the other one. Yeah, we don't need to see no doctors to know that you ain't got it all upstairs. We already know that. So you're gonna go over here and sit down in this in this jail and and until you die, and we we holler at you there. <laughs> we we'll oh holler at you there, and we keep cracking jokes. Hey, you, you see what I mean? the father my thought is where do we go from here 
um, because the baby is already inside me. We can't give it back. So we would just have to raise the baby. And hopefully he'll be understanding and where we will be able to, because it's going to have some, a lot of talking, a lot of talking, you know, to deal with that. Because mentally everybody is all over. And my biggest thought is not even us, it's when the baby grows up. How do we explain this? Okay. Well, you know, it's an easy explanation, but... You know, remember now, the children are born, one is one, one is, wait, so one is born in 16, one is born in 18. This is now 2022, I I believe they said, or 21. So the children are like two and three, three and four, somewhere in there. So now you find out, Tamika, that, you know, this is not the son, this is not your children's father. How do you walk him through this process of raising these children? He has, remember, either they're two or three or three and four. So he has loved them for two to three to four years. How do you walk him through, you know, him not being their father, but, you know, y'all going to continue this relationship? Yeah, that's that's not something that you could have predicted. And I would be all the more cautious about his emotions because, you know, we did what we were supposed to do. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure we took the right paperwork and et cetera, et cetera. And now, you know, originally we couldn't do it the regular way. And we went through, a, you know, an extreme. And now you're still not the father of my children. Now you have to look at, you know, this child who um, doesn't have any of your attributes because the child is not yours, you know. And so that that's a really difficult area to be in. How do I guard you? What do I say? How do I comfort you? You know, um, we often talk about prayer. Prayer is crucial in everything, you know. And, you know, how do we keep this relationship blossoming? It's not that I cheated. You know, we did what we were supposed to do, and now still, you're still going through that. So, you know, um I really honestly don't know how to do it other than Christ. You know, um, you have to be really, really careful, you know, because you don't know when or if a moment will strike when he starts getting angry because, you know, these children are not his. And how, how, what do I do? What do I say that lets you know, you know, I'm still here for you. These are, you know, we can't give them back. These are ours. And now we have to deal with it, you know, and figure out what we can do, you know, because, anything else you know there i don't i don't believe that there's another you know set of children out there that you can replace them with you we've had these children for the length of time and and as far as you knew prior to that they were yours How, what do i say not really sure all righty all righty brother al you know you've done all the things right how do you move forward when these are not your children with your wife Man, you know, um, I do agree with Tamika where this is where heavy prayer comes in because, you know, that's when the enemy really going to attack. You know, you you, you, you wanted children this that badly till you say, you know what, whatever we need to do, let's do it so we can have these children. And then you come in and then I, I get these kids and I love these kids and now to find out that, that, that these children are not mine, that is 
some serious emotional damage. You know, all types of stuff can happen. Like, wow, okay, we couldn't do it the regular way, and you still cheated on me. <laughs> you know, all types of stuff will come out your mouth because you're angry. And we know that the, the tongue can be dangerous. And, you know, once you say something, you can't take that back. You know, so I I really believe, man, that ain't nothing going to save this for prayer because this, this is a rough one. You know, because obviously they love kids that much where they went to the extreme and said, okay, you know what? Let's just do whatever we need to do, but we want some children together. And then you trust, and not only that, you did your part and you trusted these people. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm quite sure they probably did some research. Well, I'm hoping they did some research and said, okay, this is a good place right here. You know what? I got, I did my part. Here's all my paperwork. Here's this, this, and that, everything. And then y'all still messed it up. So that that's a big emotional blow to the man. I'm quite sure the woman too, but you know, when you look at it, it it's, you know, he can say, hey, it's your children. It ain't, it ain't my son that made you pregnant. It's somebody else's. You know, so that that's a big emotional blow. So he definitely will have to go to prayer. Right. Pastor K.L., you know, God knew what happened. This may be a surprise to y'all, but this show ain't a surprise to him. If you were the clergyman who were counseling, oh, I don't think it's a clergy. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> if, 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 if this was, if you were the clergy, if you were the pastor, <laughs> if you were the pastor, and you know this couple came to you, and now they have these this two and three year old, or this two and four year old, and. You know, they've raised this family, and they're excited, and ain't nobody paid attention to the fact that nobody looks like Derek. Nobody looks like him at all. They might, you know, just, just, just they just happen to look like Mama. Both of them look like the mother, and, and the fact that they look so much like the mother, it didn't throw him off guard. The toes don't look like his. They ain't got the shape of his eyes. There's nothing connected which we don't know why this DNA test ended up coming up at this point. But there's absolutely no link genetically because there's been such a goof in this clinic. And now we're sitting before you with these two children that we love, that we've raised, that we've never thought that this would happen how do you counsel? What do you say? Oh, Jesus. Well, well, first I would say that, you know, God don't make mistakes. And God knew what, what would happen even before you thought of the process. You know, he, he, he knew that you would think of the process, so he had already went down the line to, 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 to do all this stuff. So he don't make mistakes, and everything happens for a reason. You know, if you trust God, we need to trust God. You know, perhaps this is not perhaps this is the way God had it planned, and little Bubba need love need love too. You know, now you just gotta learn how to fry more chicken. You know what I mean, uh, stuff like that. But I mean, you gotta you gotta you, if, if you already love the child, it shouldn't matter. So so if if you didn't see um, the results, let, let's say that if you just signed the birth certificate and and you came out of the hospital, and and it, if it was a natural child and you didn't see any any of the of the uh, results, you will still love the child, and you will still 
and deal with the child as if it was yours. What's the difference now? This child been with you for two years, three years. You've been loving it. The child has been calling you daddy. We're calling you mommy. That's who you are. You know, a, a, a DNA, you know, after all of this, should not change how you feel on the inside for the child. So that, that's what I would say. Okay. Would this be sufficient for you, Tamika? The pastor then told you this. He just said, what does it matter? You've been in this thing for two, three years. Connect your heart to this. What does, Is this sufficient for you? Well, it would work for me, but again, I'm still concerned about my spouse. Anytime that there's something going on, I, I, I want to know, you know, how you feel, you know. And I probably would worry them to death because, you know, knowing that, you know, that this child is not yours and there's anything, you know, is a cold or, you know, if, if the child is sick or, you know, anything that I would need to look to his father for. Now I'm concerned because you might be vacant emotionally, and, and I need a whole lot, not just one day, you know. And I, I understand, you know, what Pastor's saying, but there, there's going to be a whole lot of counseling, a whole day. It's, it's just going to be more than one day because I'm going to be concerned for the long haul. Oh, yeah, you might be all right today, but what happens six years down the road? What happens when they're a teenager and I need support from his father, you know? And you, you look at me and say, well, I'm not the father. Woo! That's going to really, really hurt. And how do we go, where do we go from here? Okay. Pastor Charlene, you, this is the counsel you've been given. Is this sufficient? Uh, no, for me, because the emotions and, you know, of my husband, of his feelings, and I know that, once again, we will definitely need a lot of counseling. We will definitely need, um, because he's going to try to be okay with it, but really deep down inside, what are you thinking that you're not saying? Because a lot of times emotions of you, right, and then where that you're not really telling the real truth of how you feel it, especially with a man, um, where that the concern would be, I wouldn't want you to act funny towards the children as well. My thought would be as just as if you married someone who had kids already, just because you might not be the biological father, you have been there doing everything for this kid, and the kids doesn't understand that. That's why I was saying it. How do we explain this to the children because of the fact that as they're growing, you know, and you had all this love, and now you're looking at them a little funny, and now you're not acting the way that you were, and that's a that's a problem. With a man, remember, he don't really want to show his emotions like that. So that would be my concern of being able to constantly go and to be able to find a place where that, he's able to go on his own to really release his feelings that he doesn't want to share with me or in front of me. Okay, okay. Brother Al, this is what the pastor's telling you. Is this sufficient counsel? No, I might, I might mess around swing on the pastor for saying that. I'm already mad, and you're telling me, you're telling me 
what I already know. I know I've been there already, Pastor. I need some more info here. You know what I'm saying? Pray with us or something. I'm about to hook off on you, Pastor, because you're not saying what I'm trying to hear. So I, I think so it would give it to Pastor Just for FYI. You won't be on this, Pastor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I do think that the, the counseling, you know, the pastor is saying the right thing. Um, but, you know, what's so crazy is that, okay, the pastor is saying that, but do he believe that himself? You know, sometimes, you know, we can see when somebody's giving you advice about something, you can kind of feel and look at them and say, wow, do they believe that themselves or they stand what they think that this is what I'm supposed to say instead of being genuine, you know, and I think the counselor would definitely have to go deeper because, you know, you're not trying to hear that. You know, I'm just putting myself in that, that man's shoes and, you know, you, you hurt, you're dealing with so many different uh, emotions. You hurt, you angry, you sad, you know, it's not the wife's fault, but then you may be taking it out on her. So that man is dealing with some seriously uh, roller coaster emotions. So, you know, I, I think, Going back and forth to the pastor, like uh, Pastor Charles said, it's going to have to be more than one time, definitely more than one time, because that that's going to need some serious work. All righty. All righty. Thank you so much, my due time crew, uh, for, you know, giving us your uh, contribution today in today's conversation. We pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. Well, oh, yeah, you too. All right. Yeah, well. All righty. Mm. That's good conversation today. Good conversation. Oh, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. It's the top of the hour on a Monday morning, and it is time for our switch tip with Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. That's good. What you got for us today? Today, I got the switch with Shantice, where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And our switch tip 137 is run back to God. And when I think about running back to God, I think about staying in God's face despite what I've done, what I've said, what I didn't do that I know I should or shouldn't have. And it puts me in the mind of David. You know, when we read the story of David and who he was and all the mistakes he made, all the sins he committed, he always ran back to God. He stayed in God's face. And that has been something that I've always wanted to mirror because it is so easy to feel what you feel, do what you want to do, say what you want to say, not do what you're supposed to do, not say what you're supposed to say. And then it's like, oh, I'm just, I can't go pray now. I can't go confront God now. Or God is, you know, is calling for me to um, come to him. And no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go back to church because I didn't did this or this has happened. Like, that's so easy. That's so easy. But when we understand <laughs> what David did willingly, but then he still made sure his feet ran right back to God. That is definitely something we need to mirror because that is what God pays attention to. That's what Jesus pays attention to. Not if we've made a mistake or not, because we're going to make mistakes. Not have a lifestyle of sinning, but we may sin here or there. But 
are we bold enough to understand that they're still right there despite them not having to be right there like they could turn their back they could walk and run away from us but they stay planted it's us who move so I always admire that anytime I think of or read anything that had to do with David but I came across Lamentations 3 39 through 40 New Living Translation which reads then why should we mere humans complain when we are punished for our sins Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. And if you really think about it, a lot of times, like when we run from God, we could be sending a message as if he did something to us. Like, I don't want to confront you because you lied to me or you played me or you, you know, tricked me into thinking this and then I did it or I, I didn't do what you told me not to do, and now this is the outcome, and I'm good off for you, God. And it's like, okay, well, why are you running from me when I'm the help? So you're running to what? To go do it again? You're running to what? To go sit with your own mind and now torture yourself when if you just come to me, I'm going to show you, not only am I going to fix the parts that you're not able to fix, but I'm going to show you how to fix the parts that's all you. That that's that's all you. You have the ability. I can do what I can do, but God is not going to force His way into it. And then it teaches us nothing. So instead of us sitting here and being upset and you know complaining about the punishments that ain't no way near as bad as what they should be, how about we really sit and think about what we did and now make sure that our feet is running back to God. When you think about running back to God, I thought about repentance and the definition of repent, feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. And repentance is enough to make you run back to God because, again, just like the two verses in Lamentations just said, test and examine your ways. If you're thoroughly testing and examining your ways, you see how you have done something wrong or you have sinned. Now it's time to show God that you are genuinely sorry, and that in itself is already going to start pushing you back to God. Acts 319 message version reads, now it's time to change your ways. Turn to face God so he can wipe away your sins, pour out showers of blessing to refresh you. There's also another verse that has been popping in my mind a lot where it says, Go and ask God for help, and you will not be condescending to, condescended to, I'm sorry. Meaning, when you go and ask God for help, he's not going to make you so stupid for going to him and asking for the help. When you ask God for help, he's not going to talk down to you. When he reprimands you, when he gets on you, all that, all of that has to do with when you run away from him. When you know you've examined your ways, you've examined yourself, and then you run away, that's where he gets on you. And it's still, he's still not talking down to you. He's checking you. Like, hello, again, I'm the help. But who would not want to turn to God despite what you've done, said and or done, and not only is he going to wipe your sins away, but then he's going to shower you with blessings because he knows that's what's going to refresh us. We don't even do that for ourselves. Okay, Second Chronicles 7, 14-15 message version and my people, my God-defined people, respond by humbling themselves, praying, seeking my presence, and turning their backs on their wicked lives. 
I'll be there ready for you. I'll listen from heaven, forgive their sins, and restore their land to health. So now on, I'm on alert day and night to the prayers offered at that place. Again, not only is he saying, come back to me, but we get something when we go back to him. Just think about any time you went in the opposite direction of God. What did you gain outside of a bigger headache, annoying people, including yourself? You're the annoying people before anybody else, so on and so forth. But again, if my God defined people, meaning people that are called by his name, you make the conscious decision to repent and then say, you know what, I don't want to go back to that. Not only does he forgive you and wipe your sins away, but again, he refreshes you and he restores you. Hosea 12, 6 message version. What are you waiting for? Return to your God. Commit yourself in love and justice. Wait for your God and don't give up on him ever. He never. I remember there was last year, almost year to be. I kept saying to God in many ways, and then I just started saying outright, it just killed me because I'm tired of me. So I know you're tired of me. Let's just get this over with because for some reason, I can't stop doing this. I try. I come to you. I apologize. It's quiet for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, and then I'm right back to it. I'm sick of me, so I can only imagine how you, we might as well end this. And had God listened to me, had God said, you know what, you're right. Because I could be doing so much else for somebody else. But I don't, maybe he's doing that proper, whatever it was. But I was willing to give up on him because I was willing to give up on me. We have to really make sure we're making the conscious decision. So anytime we say and or do something we know we have no business doing no matter how small no matter how big we have to make the switch to run to God again what are you waiting for return to your God commit yourself in love and justice wait for God and don't give up on him ever it is such a huge insult to him that he sits and puts up with all our foolery never gives up on us but yet we're so quick to give up on him so let's go be making the switch for running back to God. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Uh, thank you, Shantice. Thank you. What's your switch tip again? Run back to God. No, oh, say it again. Run back to God. But I have to say it like that for me too. <laughs> amen. 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 Thank you so much. And we pray you have a blessed thank day. You. All right. Hey, Ooh, let's get this benediction. We're going to go back to the beginning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Numbers twenty two twenty six. 26. Hmm. You know, we talked about this in vitro thing. And it going horribly wrong. And I asked Pastor to give 
a word of counsel. Now, we, we know that in this particular instance, this is not going to be a one-shot deal. We know that this would have to be something that's ongoing. You know, you you, you hardly ever get counsel. That's a one-shot deal anyway. You know, you know that's not counsel. That's not counseling. Um, but we do know that... You know, you would have to be in this for the long run. You could not, no matter how your great your faith is, no matter how little faith you have, you would have to be in this for the long haul. And, and the reason why is because from either side, you would need to dedicate some time to this as as the wife. In, in this partnership, you would have to go before the Lord for yourself, for your children, and for your husband. Because everybody's going to be affected. Everybody is affected. You know, you have you have committed to having children for your husband. And again, as everyone has said, you've done it all right. And now you have you know, given birth and you are raising children that are not your husband. So there's a, a level of disconnect that exists. You then have your children who, as Pastor Charlotte said, you're going to have to, you know, deal with this later as the children get older and you're going to have to tell them, and you need to tell them early. You, you can't wait till people get to be adults and then you be dropping news like this on them. You know, tell these children early so that the life that you all live together is a clear and clean life that is lived with the open knowledge of what has happened. You need to pray for your husband because... This man is going to go through some things. You know, both Pastor, Pastor K.L. And, and Brother Al, or either one of them said, and I know Pastor K.L. said it, about questioning, you know, whether you cheated or not. And, I, again, you know, I listen to a lot of things that people say, and I'm trying to figure out how we get here. You know, you, you both went to this in vitro. You both put your trust into the in vitro. Now, this comes out wrong, and you're looking at me like I possibly – did something, even if your mind doesn't stay there, just for you to even think that, you know, because this, you know, we're both shocked. And like I said, it doesn't say why the DNA test, you know, even took place. But for you to even look over at me and have any doubt, you know, when already there's an issue for me, that's just a Stephanie thing, you know, we already twisted, you know, and now that puts into question our relationship. You know, how are we even functioning as a unit when, you know, we both endured this blow and now you're looking cross-eyed at me. See, now I'm mad. But, again, that all could be just a psychological blow that, you know, he has endured and now he don't know where to go. Men think much differently than women anyway. So you then look on the flip side for the husband, regardless of where his, where his faith level is, he has to now pray for his wife. He now has to pray for the children. He has to keep himself before the Lord. 
And it gets tied into the switch tip. Run back to God. Because that's, that, that's, this, that's the only place you can go right about now. You have looked at one another. You have trusted one another that we went through this together. You know, there's no covert, you know, operation that's going on. We are both receiving the same level of blow. It affects us differently, but we have both received the same level of blow. The only hiding place is the Lord. It, it would be very difficult to counsel um, a, 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 a couple when something like this has taken place because, you know, when you say something like, you know, well, what's the difference now? Oh, there's a big difference. You know, when you, yes, we do know, you know, God has, you know, you could have found this out after the first child, but you didn't. You found this out after the second child, and now, again, we're two, three years deep in this thing, four years possibly, and now you're finding out that there's no biological connection to these children, and it makes a lot of difference. You know, biologically, because now maybe you already have had the issue of, you know, dealing with the fact that, you know, now my lineage has stopped here, you know, and and that, that might be a big thing to you. Is that the end of the world? No, but that might be a big thing for you. You know, I'm, I'm one who, you know, people run into Ancestry.com. It don't matter to me. <laughs> And, you know, I'm not saying it shouldn't matter to you, but it doesn't matter to me. I don't don't, don't care whether my great-great-great-grandparents were kings and queens. They dead. They ain't left me no money. They ain't left me no mansion or yacht. They'll be all right. They sleeping, waiting for Jesus. So that don't make me no difference. King Jesus is is who I'm concerned about. Now, when he stops being the king, then we got a problem. But until then... And that's the only king that, that matters to Stephanie. But there are some people where their lineage and and how far they go, you know, some people are mad because they only got one grandchild. I got Mariah, I'm fine. So I do take into consideration that this is a big thing to people. So maybe this man is hearing this and knowing this is like, well, Dad, my this stops right here with me. And that's not a good swallow, you know, for him. And he can't digest this thing well. Run back to God is the only piece of, of of counsel that matters. Go to God, you know, and consult him over how you are to deal with this. That's what we're running back to God for. We're not, not only running back to God for um, shelter, but we're running back to God for how to deal with this thing. You know, I know the plans that I have for you. And, again, this didn't take God by surprise. This took you by surprise. This didn't take God by surprise. So now you need to go back to God for the answers on this thing. You know, God, why has my lineage stopped? Should it matter for you to know the plans, not my plans, the things that are really important to me are not necessarily important to you for my life. They might be important to you for someone else's life, but you know what? For my life, 
it may not be important. And I need to seek you as to how I move forward here because I'm twisted right now. And and, and, and I need you to help me walk through this thing. I need you to see that my wife has also received a blow, and now her heart is also broken. You know, we've chosen one another. You chose us for one another. And we walked in, we connected with your decision. And now, you know, we don't have the family we thought we had. Should that make a difference? If it should make a difference, what type of difference should this make? How do we move forward? I I have already loved these children because I thought they were biologically connected to me. And now that I find out that they're not, I still love them. But how do I continue to love them despite the fact that they're not biologically connected to me? Help me do this. Help me support my wife. Help me support the children when I have to relay this information to them, when we have to sit them down. And time is flying by, so right now they might be three and four, but in a while they're going to be 13 and 14. You spare our life, and now I need to be in preparation, you know, for this moment. And I need to have shown these children so much love that it doesn't matter that biologically they're not connected to me because they would have never known if we didn't tell them. See, that, that that's where the, we need to make that shift because, see, now there's a bigger concern than just you. There are these two lives that, that, that you have to work with them at this moment because this might be a bigger blow than you think. You don't know how they're going to take this thing. But you do know that if you have loved them, that at the end of the day, it really ain't going to make much of a difference to them. So prepare yourself for that. If you're around, you know, during that time when they get to that age, you might be dead. But in case you're here, you will need these next 10, 12 years to get yourself together. So whatever happens in your life, run back to God. Go back to God for everything. Go back to God for all the answers. Go back to God for the love. Go back to God to console you and help you move forward. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time for coming big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give God your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, where it's Let's Talk About a Tuesday Church Folk Day, God Square Our Life, I love you.